0: Welcome to another episode of the Hourglass Project. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm actually going with a different structure with how I'm gonna talk through with things. Now, if you saw today's topic, the topic for today is actually gonna be talking about how the calorie deficit is not the answer. People do tend to think that the calorie deficit is the only way and the only thing that people need to achieve. Now I've come across obviously a lot of people when basically the first goal that they want to achieve is fat loss. They always want to achieve a fat loss. Now I'm gonna go through three situations where you do not need to go through with a calorie deficit because you have other things to prioritize first. Now with each of these ones, I'm gonna give you a different situation And hopefully you are going to take this on board because why would I lie? And that's probably the biggest thing that you need to take on board before you listen to these three things. It's probably something that you do not want to hear, but it's something that you need to hear. And I'm only telling this because it only benefits you really. And I hope this is gonna be something you take on board to help you with your long-term journey. And that's gonna be the first thing that I wanna tell everyone out there If you're doing this for a long time, if you're here to make a better change because you wanna be a better partner in the future or you are in a relationship and you want to be a better partner, or maybe you're a mother, uh, maybe you look after kids, you want to be able to be this person for a long time, not just for the next 12 weeks. So hopefully this is something that's gonna benefit you. Now before I get started with this as well, the first thing is I wanna start talking a little bit more about mindset but I don't believe I have a whole 40-minute episode which I can talk about just purely on mindset. So I want us to talk about this one thing because my wife and I actually talked about this last night. It was discussing how we're in a very people-based and orientated world, and especially myself being a coach, this is something that I struggle with quite a bit, and that is making sure that you can only be responsible for your own happiness, because you can't control everyone else's. Now for myself as a coach, I love to help people like yourself out there, but when I don't see them achieve their full potential as they had promised me, as they wanted to, it kind of used to actually really affect me and it used to really hurt me. But now as a coach, I can only really focus on the people who want to be there, who end up doing the work, and then when people do come back and ask me questions, I welcome them with open hands. So if you are one of those people who tend to take on other people's emotional baggage as well, please make sure you look after yourself because this, something like this, listening to this episode because you wanted to, this might be what you want to do. So make sure you defend your happiness as much as possible, put as much as boundaries to look after yourself as well. Okay, so when we're talking about the calorie deficit, for those of you who don't know, this is basically the new hot buzzword where everyone wants to talk about losing weight. So back in the days, you would just do this diet, you would just do this thing, you would go to the gym, you see a personal trainer who was a bodybuilder and they would say, just follow this diet, it's just gonna be you know, chicken breast, broccoli and vegetables and whatever it might be with no carbohydrates. Now, to the benefit of social media, we have learned to be a little bit more articulate and also teach people more specifically. So. To give you a bit of a breakdown and a very quick crash course on what a calorie deficit is, your body requires this amount of energy, let's say 1,500 calories, which is very, very minor, might I add. So your body requires 1,500 calories and you eat 1,200. You are now in a 300 calorie deficit and that is as simple as it needs to be for fat loss in terms of calorie deficits and for today's episode. But this is where people start to do extensive amounts of calorie deficits, and they start seeing no results because at the start, when you jump onto a calorie deficit and you're doing it properly, you will see results pretty fast. But then it starts to stall. Now I'm going to show you with you share with you, sorry, three situations when you don't need to go straight into a calorie deficit. And this is the first one because it's the easiest one. It's when you first start training. If you've never started training, you've never trained in your life, or maybe you've taken a few months off and you're like, okay, I need to get back into it. Don't go straight into a calorie deficit. And I'm gonna tell you why. So you might be eating a certain amount of calories as we mentioned, maybe you're eating 2200 calories and you're doing absolutely no activity. You start to see the weight pile on, you're getting weaker. This is a great time for you just to focus on training alone. Because when you train, your body requires more calories and that in itself can actually create a calorie deficit. You might actually see yourself having enough energy to recover as well. Now there's multifactoral things to think about when you're doing a calorie deficit when you first start training. The first thing is you're getting information overload. Even if you're returning back, you're getting information overload because your body's like, whoa, I haven't done anything for a while, now I'm doing something. What am I doing with everything now? I'm getting so sore for no particular reason. And that's why you shouldn't be focused on the calorie deficit, but more so, and I've been saying this for the last few episodes, a subtraction by addition kind of mentality. I'm going to make sure I drink more water. I'm gonna make sure I eat more protein. I'm gonna make sure I'm going to get more steps and I'm gonna add some more fruit. And what happens is all that kind of crap that you were eating beforehand kind of falls on the back end but you didn't take things away, you added things on top so something had to fall off. And to be honest, mentally you're gonna be pretty good with this. Now the big thing with people who are just starting off, and I'm just making sure I have my notes as well, people who are starting off as well tend to have bad relationships with food. And your relationships might be because it's your emotional uh, crux or emotional, what's that thing called? You know what I mean, right? The emotional kind of walking stick or frame that you lean on. It could be the fact that you have developed such a lifestyle where you always go down to the pub with your friends or you're always going out every two nights and you haven't just learned how to cook yet. So for those of you who are starting off, please don't go into a calorie deficit because it actually drains more energy than you think. And then it leads to you having no training times because you're not recovering enough and it just leads into a negative feedback cycle where things just tend to get worse and worse. And if you follow me on Instagram, you want to make sure you have enough energy to feel great out of the workout and making great progress. But don't forget you have a life outside of the gym, unless you're spending hours and not like me. But you probably are sitting between three to four hours per week, maybe a little bit less because you have other things to balance, including like your life, your career and your family. So you need energy for that too. So please, if you're starting off again, you're taking some time off, you need to make sure that you just get yourself into a good habit. And if you are looking at a caloric um, standoff of where you should be, I'm gonna say that you should be at a caloric maintenance, if not a slight a little surplus by one or 200 calories as well, just to see how your body goes, because I've mentioned this before as well, there's one thing that you could focus on if you just go back into the gym, it's about just getting stronger. Just focus on getting a little bit stronger from week to week And you'll get a lot of changes as well. That's going to help you in the long term. And I want you to have a long term and great journey to build momentum. Just before I get to step number two, by the way, I'm going to ask you guys right now, if you could please leave me a five star review for the Project Hourglass um, podcast. That's going to take a while for me to get used to because I would love to have ladies listen to this and go, yes, yes. This is the podcast that ladies who want to be able to build their muscles and build their confidence and shape their body into an hourglass. This is where I want people to go without having to do all the crap that's out there, to be honest. Okay, moving on to step number two. We've got long periods of dieting. This is a very popular one that I hear when I'm talking to ladies who come see me. They've been trying to diet for such a long time. They've been in a caloric deficit For about six months and they just haven't seen their weight go down so they're always dieting they're always dieting they're always restricting themselves and this is actually going to get a little bit more scientific so one of the things that people don't realize is that the metabolism itself is a very dynamic thing now if you don't know what that means it means it always changes yes we always have these calculators that give us a rough little figure and it's gonna say 1,200 calories or 1,800 calories is your daily maintenance, and then you have to eat above and below that. But that's only a caloric algorithm, so to speak. It doesn't actually take consideration of what you're doing. So you as an individual who has not trained, who's on these medications, or who has a a menstrual cycle of this, it doesn't take those into consideration, it's just got a formula in the back end like you would in a spreadsheet. And this is where it needs to be individualized towards you. Because if you're doing it properly as well, it doesn't take into consideration muscle mass. So if you are someone who is going to be always dieting and you are always someone who's not losing weight, you're always going to try and cut more and more or you can try and do more and more. One of those two things will create the deficit so you can try and do that fat loss that you're looking at. So if your metabolism starts to adjust though, this is where we actually don't want you to be in a caloric deficit. You don't need to eat any less. Just to give you a bit of an example, there's research to show that people who are in the uh, hunter and gatherer days, their metabolisms were the exact same as what we are right now in 2023 as I'm recording this. If you think about that, that's pretty insane. For a whole bunch of hunters and gatherers who are looking for food, hunting it, cooking it, and eating it, and not knowing when their next meal is, their energy consumption is about the same as us, where in today's society, we actually tend to do a lot less. We tend to sit down and do, well compared to them, nothing. So where does that happen? That's the metabolic adaptation, long story short. So for yourself, if you are going to be doing a certain task for a long time, or living a certain lifestyle for a long time, your metabolism starts to adjust, now, that's not to say that you cannot change it. And this is what I'm going to say right now. So, previously, we we're talking about a maintenance. You try and eat at the same body weight or the same amount of calories so you can actually just get stronger. In point number two today, I'm going to talk about making sure you actually go into a gain phase. You want to make sure that you actually eat more calories than you think. You might actually want to gain a little bit of weight and maintain it at that amount. I'm not saying gain 10 kilos, I'm saying potentially only gain three to five kilos. This is now gonna prolong your metabolism. This is now gonna help you recover a lot faster. This is now allowing you to get stronger in the gym, and guess what, when you get stronger in the gym, you build more muscle, and when you build more muscle, guess what happens? Your metabolism adapts, and guess what? When you go into your next, met- when you go to your next caloric deficit, you actually do it at the larger amount of calories, and you're not going to be starving yourself as much. I guarantee you, if you do this, and you do this appropriately, might I add, cater to what your program is and what your lifestyle is as well, you will start to see better progress. And this is what we actually call the reverse diet. Reverse dieting is gonna be so effective for a lot of people out there, they just don't understand it, they don't just don't know it, or maybe you don't know how to implement it, and that's why you have people who are, you know, looking down and talking to cameras, trying to teach people at least what to do or what not to do, because it's very, very specific to each person and seeing what the results come from each week by week is gonna be more important for them. So if you're someone who's been doing a caloric deficit for a really long time, please make sure you look into other avenues like a reverse diet because that could be working well for you. Now for number three, this third one is gonna be a, a big one because I get this one quite a bit too. I get a lot of people who know a deficit, like, oh, cocky, please get me in the more in the deficit? And they expect me to be able to fix what they've done in the last six months in 12 weeks. Think about that. It's probably not going to happen. You wanna be making sure you have about an even amount of time, if not a little bit, no, a little bit more. So this last one is actually for people who have unproductive off sessions, or should I say unproductive times in a maintenance or unproductive times in a bulking phase. And yeah, you wanna, don't be afraid of the word bulking. What I mean by bulking is just in a gaining phase because you wanna gain a healthy amount of two to three kilos so that you can get stronger and stronger. Now some people go through these bulking phases or these gaining phases, but they don't actually have a productive time in the heavier body weight. And the heavier body weight actually promotes good health for some people. I'm not talking like overweight, I'm talking just a little bit above what you might be used to so that you can get stronger, get your metabolism to adjust and also start to build some more strength as well. Not only is in saying that, psychologically, you start to have more benefits because you get to enjoy food a lot more too and this is what most people don't understand. If you're one of those people who always think that you have to be slim all year round and your body weight remains all year round, you might want to have a look into that because it's normal for your body weight to fluctuate depending on the seasons of where you are in your life. So for example, last year, September, I was 79 kilos for my 30th birthday. It's now 17 weeks to my 31st birthday. I'm now 91 kilos. Yes, I'm about 12 kilos or 24 pounds over what I was before, but I'm also a lot healthier now because I'm not depriving myself. Could I drop a little bit more and be uh, healthier at a better weight? Yeah, and that's what I'm on my way to doing right now. So it's normal for that thing. Don't be defeated by this. Empower it and let yourself know that you can do something about this and take the most benefit. What's the benefits I got out of this? I'm actually feeling stronger. I'm actually feeling leaner as well because in the gym I'm more productive and also got a better relationship with my food. I can take my wife out, but I'm not unfit. I haven't given up the productivity that I once did when I was getting down to 79. I'm just a little bit heavier and a lot more stronger. And this is now gonna make my cut this year to be a lot easier than it was last year. And for those of you who don't know, last year it was a hard drag. I was doing cardio for 45 minutes per day and long term basically before that I was doing absolutely nothing. So for you ladies out there, before you go into a caloric deficit for this part three, make sure you start thinking about how much stronger you can get and don't be afraid to dream big. This is the best time for you to start thinking about deadlift PBs, hip thrust PBs, potentially even getting to push-ups and chin-ups because those two body weight movements are so great for you. Start thinking about how you can get a little bit stronger while adding a little bit more body weight. And then from there, like I mentioned in step two, your caloric deficit is gonna be so much more easier for you. So for a lot of ladies out there who are listening to this, think about the long-term journey. Rather than thinking of a one block of just doing a caloric deficit, think about the few phases that you have to do or maybe just one more phase of a period of time, what you can do to prepare before the actual caloric deficit. Because physically, yes, you might think that you are ready, but one of the best things you can do is actually get yourself mentally and emotionally ready too. Are you emotionally ready to be in a caloric deficit? Can you think of any hurdles in the next three to 12 weeks that could become hard for you because one of the biggest things is you don't maybe potentially haven't thought about birthdays weddings holidays that are coming up you're like oh am i prepared to do that a little bit differently if you've said yes because you're content to make that decision then this is the time for you to do a deficit if it's not then maybe start thinking about a maintenance and you can see your body recomposition I've trained ladies who have only dropped maybe only three or four kilos, but their bodies look completely different. I've actually got one lady, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, search in the reels and you'll see Valentina's hourglass program or hourglass transformation. And she's only dropped about three or four kilos, but her transformation looks absolutely amazing. And now she starts to build more confidence. She feels happy about herself. And one of the biggest lines that I was so happy to hear when she said this testimonial to me, so she no longer uses the word hate to describe her body. So for the ladies out there, all I can really say is thank you so much for listening to this podcast of the Hourglass Project. I hope this is going to help you out. I want you to let me know how you're going. So follow me on Instagram if you haven't already, it's sean.momentum. There's a few things that you want to know about me in the description of this podcast. I have some spots available for one on one coaching. So if you wish to apply for that, please do. It is very, very exclusive to the ladies who are very committed. So you have to go through an application process and I wish I could take everyone on board. But once again, it's one of those things I need to protect myself as well to make sure I can look after the ones who want to do this. But if you are just maybe a little more interested about what else I can do, head over to the bottom below you can start to see the free Facebook group that I have as well. And this free Facebook group is gonna be great for you to have some discussions, even potentially ask me questions in there because I do patrol it quite a bit. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Project Hourglass and this episode of my podcast. Please like it, please share it with some friends if you have anyone who would benefit from this. And last but not least, keep building momentum as well. Take care, everyone.